0: I'm Gary Bembridge and I'm about to get Unleashed on Facebook, Facebook applications and MySpace. This is the Unleashed on Marketing podcast with Gary Bembridge. In each podcast, I draw on over 25 years of experience to look at what we can learn from a new trend, marketing or advertising campaign or anything else that caught my eye. Visit garybenbridge.com to contact me. But now it's time to get unleashed on marketing. Facebook is one of the, if not the fastest growing, of the new generation of online phenomena called social networks. It's part of the much-typed Web 2.0, which is the catchy phrase, saying that people are using the web to connect and interact more. This includes the explosion in people sharing things like videos, photographs, and their thoughts in the form of content on blogs. Now, the main social networks that seem to be catching people's imagination, based on the rate at which people have been signing on, include MySpace, which seems almost old world now, Bebo, that's B-E-B-O, Facebook, and the more business-focused networks like LinkedIn. Now, I'm a bit of an online network um, promiscuous type, shall I say, and I have to admit to having accounts and profiles on most of these, like MySpace, LinkedIn, Bebo, and Facebook, which is the new big hot one. Now, my favourite at the moment has to be Facebook, as it does seem to provide the most interesting flow of contacts with old friends that I've lost touch with and the most news about what friends are actually doing day to day. Now, Facebook was started by a young chap at Harvard or similar, and he designed it to keep in touch with his classmates. And it has a very interesting model, very different to many of the other social networks. It does not seem obsessed with kind of selling out at some megabucks valuation to get rich, but seems to be looking for a new business model in the, in the Internet that reflects the original intent to connect real friends, unlike, say, MySpace, where it's kind of people you've never met. Now, part of the Facebook model is in order to keep growing fast and adding new and interesting features, because they're not bringing in lots of money from selling selling out to some big corporation, what they've done is they have an open source approach, and they're letting people develop and offer applications for users to add to their profiles. Now they're also allowing the developers to potentially make income from the applications that they're developing as well. So you develop an application available to Facebook users and you can make money from it. Now for those of you who are less familiar with Facebook The way it works is you can add applications that let you, for example, track books that you're reading or you want, and you can share that with your friends. Maybe a horoscope or where you've traveled to, um, photographs, uh, videos, and so on. And as you update any of these, all of your friends get notified. So if you've had a new photograph, a new book, whatever. Now I have, as I think probably most of the users of Facebook, been going crazy adding applications because there are so many of them becoming available due to this kind of open source approach. Now, all of these seem a very good idea at the time, but actually just as fast as I add them, I'm starting to delete them. Now, this is partly as they don't actually add that much to one's profile, nor do they probably add that much to why people are online, and particularly on Facebook, which is about connecting with people. But, in fact, just as often one removes them because they just don't work properly. So what can we learn from the Facebook explosion in applications on offer to users of their community. Now the first learning is that like any product or service, being first is actually not as important as the product actually doing the job, or in Facebook's case, working. The one problem with Facebook letting anyone develop an ad applications is that the developers seem to be more focused on getting them out than actually getting them to work. And this is exacerbated the ability of them working when lots of users are then trying to use them at the same time. So many of the applications that I've added just don't work, and so you have to delete them, and you can you can just see that's what a lot of people are doing. So that's probably the first thing. You know, It's not about being first, it's about actually doing the job. And the second is, like any product or service, is they have to add value to the user. Now, another issue with many of the applications being offered is that actually when you sit down, most of them are just silly and they don't actually add anything of note, especially bearing in mind that you're there online to connect and share things. And I suspect what we're gonna see very soon on Facebook is a few really interesting applications emerging. And if Facebook are actually clever, whilst there's all this news going on and, and kind of experimentation going on, they will actually focus on a couple of critical areas. So what can we learn that could both apply to Facebook but actually anyone who's thinking what they should be doing online and what presence they should focus on. What are the things that you you should focus on if you're thinking about an online presence for your brand, your company, whatever. There are four big areas, in my view, that have succeeded on the Internet, and I'm sure that it's going to be these applications that will do the best and that will finally be the ones that add value to Facebook or, in fact, anybody's online presence. And and these four are, first of all, interaction. Secondly, transactions. Transactions. Thirdly, research and education. And fourthly, entertainment. So let me go through those very briefly. Firstly, on interaction. Facebook itself actually does this already, which is why it's taken off. So anything that makes it easier and better to find and connect people will be a big winner. This is the biggie. People mostly go online, in reality, to interact, with email still being the most popular tool, but with spam increasingly annoying and less efficient, that people are looking for other things. So instant messaging, messaging boards, forums, are also still big interaction applications. And social networks are probably the next generation, because you can actually contain who you interact with and sort of almost drive out spam to a degree, because you're letting people into into your group to chat to you, if you like. Now, consumers are online, and ready to interact. They're ready to chat, they're ready to engage. And I think that you know anybody who joins a social network, one of the things they're trying to do is to madly find people, find people to connect with, the right people to connect with. And applications that find a way of doing this better going to be winners and particularly if you think what's happening with things like myspace you know zillions of people start to ask to be your friends and and many of them end up sort of trying to sell you stuff and and just harass you and it's very annoying so I think applications that help you find ways of finding the right people people that you really want to connect with um, will will be the big winners. so that's the first area the second area is transactions now this does not just mean shopping, although online retailing is, is often the area that get, actually gets the most publicity. But it refers to anything that, that, that can find ways to make it safer and easier to transact, be it with your finances, with institutions, or peer-to-peer activities like goods or information. And I think by incorporating applications like eBay, PayPal, it also means that people will stay more in Facebook or associated with Facebook to do their business. And I think the learning for anyone else as you think about your online presence is that finding a way to enable transactions money goods and information will be successful particularly because people are very nervous about the safety of many of those those things the third area is research and education probably one of the under most underestimated as as people look for applications and ways of really connecting and building a presence online the major use of the internet is also to find out stuff and to learn more in fact the starting point for most people the internet, other than their email, is to search, to find anything from weather, flights, news, just about anything, a recipe, whatever. And and this is actually about research, and it's about education. So I believe that applications that provide search, ways of learning things, or be they sharing or getting help, are going to do well in the end. And I think this is still one of the most underappreciated areas. And we've seen things like um, Wikipedia taking off, we've seen, you know, some of those kinds of things taking off. But I do think that the whole area of research and education is going to be is going to be a really big one, and particularly, you know, uh, just connecting people to learn things, I think, is going to be big. And there's not a lot of those kind of peer-to-peer stuff around in in reality. The fourth area, of course, is entertainment. We've seen things like YouTube, we've seen iTunes, we've even seen things like Last. .fm phenomena. These, these things are, 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 very, are very popular about entertaining, just kind of spending time online and sharing things and, and improving the things you look at by, by connecting with other people with similar interests. So you eventually find that you're looking at the things you want. And the applications of built-in video and music on Facebook, for example, today are clumsy. They kind of mean you leave the site and, and, and whatnot. And I think they need to work out how to make Facebook more powerful as a place to get the entertainment you and your friends like and but or helping screen the kind of entertainment that you and your friends like. And the internet is increasingly um, access to extend entertainment experience so even traditional media like television is using the internet to serve up extended entertainment and linkage to the content so many of you who may be fans of, some of the reality shows will, will know this or, or particularly science fiction shows or whatever you know increasingly you can extend your whole entertainment experience through that whole process Doctor Who is a very good example in the UK where the BBC have used the internet as a way of of kind of extending that whole experience Um, both through videos and podcasts and interviews and behind the scenes and all kinds of things. So it's a way of kind of building that whole sense of of, of entertainment and expanding the traditional entertainment area, not necessarily delivering it firsthand. I think as consumers get more and more used to a content-focused approach, kind of on-demand entertainment versus the more linear approach, where there's a fixed schedule on television or a fixed schedule on radio. And people get more used to actually choosing what they want to watch when they want to watch it. I think the more that applications online um, will build and the more they have greater and greater opportunities. So I think there's a lot we can learn from the current Facebook, even if you're not a big Facebook book, book fan, in terms of the way they're letting anyone develop and throw stuff at users. Because I think what they'll see is they'll see what sticks and they'll see what actually connects with people, what people end up using. And I think there's four big areas that consumers use the internet for, and these are going to be the ones that succeed on Facebook. But whatever your online presence is, they're also going to be the one that people focus on. How do you get... Um, ways of interacting better how do you find ways of transacting and beyond just monetary transactions other kind of transactions research and education i think one of the most underestimated things and entertainment not only delivering entertainment but also finding ways of helping people find the kind of entertainment that they really want but what do you think why don't you visit the blog at garybembridge.com and add your thoughts you've been listening to unleashed on marketing With Gary Bembridge. Why don't you join the debate and get Unleashed yourself? All you need to do is visit GaryBembridge.com and add your comments to the debate on this week's topic. While there, why not read the Unleashed On Marketing blog and sign up for the updates. So join the debate and add your views at UnleashedOnMarketing at GaryBembridge.com